Matchday Live Extra from Molyneux. I'm Mikey Burrows. It finished Wolves 1, Tottenham 0. Quite how Wolves have picked up a massive three points, we just do not know. Tottenham hitting the crossbar a number of times, completely dominated in a first half that saw Wolves not register a single shot, either on or off target. There wasn't a single corner from Wolves. They were simply put under the cosh and battled. They went to a five at the back. They made changes at half-time. They lost Diego Costa to an injury in the first half. Nathan Collins and Adama Traore came on at the break with uh, Craig Dawson moving into the centre of defence. Mario Lamina was one of those who went off. And yet Wolves grew into it. Ruben Neves started having some efforts from distance. Adama Traore was a menace. Raul Jimenez producing arguably his best performance since his injury almost. Andy Thompson and Claire Hateman watched it alongside me. And Tommy, you're nodding in agreement. Yeah, I, well, I thought he played well at, at Fulham. Um, and I thought he, he did OK against... Liverpool, I say, even though the service wasn't great to him, but one thing you, you will get off him is effort and, and commitment to playing, and you saw it there, um, tracking back, defending on by his own uh, goal line, and and just shows you the character what he's got. And again, I know what people have said. Oh well, since his, his injuries, he's not really put his head in it. I tell you what, he went for everything today. He threw himself at everything. So sliding in trying to head everything, he's challenging, he's had a couple of opportunities himself as well. I, I just thought that he played really well, because uh, he just gives us something else. I know, I know Costa um, hasn't scored or whatever, and I know Jimenez hasn't scored, but I think Jimenez, the difference between the two, he's got a little bit more legs uh, for us as well, and he, he does well at holding and challenging that ball up to himself. But look, it's a, it's a great victory, it's a, it's a great win, and, and I'm sure they'll be uh, really pleased. I know they're out of the luck, but you'll take it. Yeah, I reckon um, a, a, a superb second half. The way that we've absolutely changed the game. I think we rode our luck a couple of times. They've hit the crossbar, haven't they? But um, I think just the fact that we've changed our defensive lineup three times during that game. We've seen it through to get a clean sheet with a few good saves from Sarah along the way. Um, but for me, I think Jimenez was man of the match all day. And that's coming from somebody that's not started the game. So to have that attitude to come on and impact the game in the way he did, that's absolute credit to him because his body language was absolutely excellent. You, he cared so much. He yeah. was everywhere. And But the energy levels were like something I haven't seen from him. He was he looked like a, a new player. Like he looked like the Raul levels. He absolutely did, and he impacted the game. When he got given the ball, he held it up well. He linked play, lots of one-touch football as well. So in terms of that rustiness that we saw for a little while, that, that was not evident at all today. He had one moment where it was like going back in time. Adama Traore released down the right-hand side, whips across in. Jimenez, he, the, the thing about Raul Jimenez, and you can tell when he's on his game, is he? if you watch it from the wide angle, he just takes the defender back towards the far post and then makes the move across in front of him. And he can't quite get enough power on it, but he draws a really yeah. good save. He's then, he's obviously had one where he's had the ball in the back of the net. He's just offside, but he's the one player who's alert to follow in. Um, but the goal. Jean Martinho turns and plays it to him. And talk me through it, Tomo, because it's, it's the way he shapes his body yeah. to take the ball. Yeah, it was, and they say he's half turn on the turn, isn't he? So when the ball's played into him, you can see he's only got one thing in his mind that he wants to have a go at golf. And, and again, if you're positive and you try to make things happen, things can work out for you. And it just shows you with the goal that he did. So, but as soon as that ball coming from Matinho, 
Tarek, he's, he's gone, he's turned, he's on the half turn, he's had that shot, which he was unlucky about with the keeper saving it, and then he was just about to follow up then, wasn't he, from Traore. I thought for a second he'd just missed, but then you just saw the net go, and he's fought brilliant. But it just shows you like, that little bit of confidence, that little bit of quality that he had um, in that second half. And, and as I said there, I, I thought he played really well. I thought that he any uh, any chance that he got, he was competing for things, he was going up for things. He was helping his teammates out, and and at the right end of the pitch where we want him, he's made something happen there and, and got the goal. But it, it's a, it's all about him being positive and being on that half turn to get that shot away. Um, Claire, talk to me about Adama Traore with the finish as well, by the way, because uh, every time you watch it, you'll see something slightly different in how he has to adjust his body. So it's Jimenez's shot that's parried back out, central position, just inside the penalty area. But it's it's not low, is it? He? he has to kind of jump up a little bit and and adjust his feet. Yeah, absolutely. And that's you know credit to him. The reaction of having to do that, uh, you know, in in that position when it's come out back from the keeper for the rebound is, is is unreal. That he's managed to sort himself out, and he actually looks like he almost powers, but places it where he exactly wants it to go. And it was this is fine margins of football, isn't it? Because when I first saw it, I thought it was coming back out, but then you saw the net go. And then obviously, and this place absolutely erupted and there is just nothing better than, you know, a late goal that drives us on. I think the way that that game changed, I think we've gone from being very flat in the first half, actually with lack of atmosphere, not nothing really happening, nothing going for us, to changing it to that in the second half is credit to whatever happened at half-time. And actually, the, the impact of the subs today, we've criticised maybe the last couple of games, today was on point. I thought Martinho really settled in well. I thought yeah, Jimenez and Troyore both impacted the game massively. Collins did a great job at the back after a little rocky start. But that contribution, isn't it? You're now talking 16 players that have played in that game and, and seen it through for three points for Wolves, which is absolutely vital. Um, I say, Adama Troyore, and also the point worth making that Tottenham hit the crossbar twice. The, the free kick in the first half, the son effort in the second half. And there is a touch of irony that it hits the crossbar for Wolves, but the underside, and as Claire says, bounces down the right side of the line. Yeah, I, I just think sometimes you just make your own look. And, and, and sometimes, because definitely Wolves, definitely for me, grew into the game as the game got longer. So look, we started to show a little bit of what we're about. Um, look, it's, it's all about making your own look and getting a little bit of look out of things. And look how much bad luck have we had recently? It's quite a bit. So, it, it, look, it's it was a great it was a great occasion. So, like getting those three points against Tottenham, um, it's a shame that when you look back and you're thinking our performance against Liverpool, our result against Bournemouth, which everybody was disappointed with, with the way that things had gone more recently before that game come up. Uh, but yeah. Look, Newcastle away next week, and we got three points out of this one. And, and probably everybody thought that Tottenham were going to come here and win. And look, I know, I know they've hit the frame of the goal a few times, but you say you, you need that little bit of luck if you're going to get a victory. But my concern was in that first half that we needed to be positive because I, I bet if you look at the stats where uh, we were in the first half, I bet we weren't in the top third that long or many t that many times in the first half. Uh, and that's where you've got to do a lot better. I just thought we dropped a little bit deeper, but look, we grew into the game. We got a result out of the game and made sure that we got the three points. Uh, and in the end, we did really well. Uh, Malcolm says that is a brilliant, gritty win. Uh, 
Dave says Raul is starting to show what he used to be. It's all about belief in the mind in football, especially if you're a number nine expected to score goals. If it wasn't for Raul, we would not have had our last two goals. Can't stop loving him. Kelly says, I don't care how it's been done. Get in me babbies. Um, I say Raul Jimenez, uh, I think is an absolute shoo-in for the man of the match from all three of us. Um, Without him, I don't think we'd have had a chance. And Ruben Neves was good today. There were other players who contributed in other ways. Um, you mentioned the substitutes. Uh, a quick word, actually, for, for Jean Martinho, because I know he's had some stick from some supporters for things that have gone on in the last couple of games. That, to me, is the best way to use Martinho from now on in. It's what he did against Liverpool, coming on into a game which is close, which needs his experience and his calm head and his nous and his ability. That's that for me is where you get the best out of Martinho right now. Yeah, he's, I think he's done it a number of times this season, hasn't he? Where he's he's come off the bench and actually really settled. And I think some people are looking down, thinking, you know, you see a little bit of online criticism, people saying that maybe or maybe he's past it, he can't contribute, he shouldn't be involved, and then he comes on and does that, which to me he changed. He along with others changes that game you know just we look so much more composed in the midfield the panic stopped uh, we got possession and we kept possession um, it's just that control of the game that he has and don't get me wrong I think there'll be times where he, he probably does need a rest uh, because obviously he is at the towards the end of his career but it, what a player he has he has the experience to see games out without being rude if you have the wrong player on that corner down there thinking I might knock it in we could get a second you know that this does this this position doesn't happen. So he's you know he's seen the game out for us as well because he's got that game management. Like he's just integral, and I think what was lovely to see when Traore scored was the that team spirit is most definitely back. You've got Lamina celebrating with Traore on the edge of the pitch. Uh, the boys are all straight up hugging, and, and Toti Gomez is down there as well, and he hasn't managed to even get on the pitch with Ain't Nori as well. So it's great to see, isn't it? You've got that bit of buzz back from Wolves, and you're just hoping that we can push on in the next few weeks. And you know we go up to with. Newcastle will be lots of positivity and then I'm, I'm absolutely buzzing for the game against Leeds here because I think the atmosphere will be it's always a, always a lively game isn't it? Um, there has been a long standing debate amongst Wolves supporters and Claire's face tells me that she knows exactly what I'm going to say here five at the back versus four at the back it's back! <laughs> well we said we weren't going back there didn't we? We said definitely four at the back and that's where we're staying but I love the fact that we've had to change it. We've reacted to the way the game was going. I thought Lamina did a great job on Harry Kane in that first half to see us through to half-time because we didn't seem to have the tools at that moment in time to create things. So what we did had to do was stop them doing anything, which is what we did. So we kind of, whether it's, I don't think it was particularly part of the bus, but we did restrict them to, to chances and we did a great job of it. And then to, to see that we had to take that moment to, to stick with the five, with what they were doing, I think it worked. And that's, you know, that's where probably a game plan has been ripped up a little bit and, and changed during the game. And that's a, a sign of an excellent coach. And I think the fact that the players will really believe in that. And, you know, there's positives in there as well. Johnny Otto, I thought people were worried about him playing today. And I thought he's done a great job out there, actually. Like, no, I didn't see any moments where it looked a bit nervy or risky. I thought he did a brilliant job coming into the team. And you've got Nathan Collins with some minutes under his belt coming back in as well. So I think there's positives to take. And I think another clean sheet for Jose Sarri is, you know, maybe seventh of the season. Mm. So, you know, uh, fantastic to see. And I think if you get a clean sheet, you can build from there. We love a clean sheet, don't we, Tomo? We do. We, lo we love a clean sheet. Defenders Union. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Always good. Done your job. It's, wor it's worth talking more about Johnny because uh, Claire's right. He yeah. There was a, a 
obviously a bit of doubt about him. I mean, he's not. No, no, and I was one of them. I was one of them that had doubts over this because Selok, I thought in the previous games that he played, he struggled in the games, um, and I don't know what it was. He just didn't look his usual self. He didn't look. He looked like he was a, a yard or so just off it a little bit. But today, he, that's the best I've seen him since he's come back. He is today. I say I thought he played well. He looked a little bit sharper. Uh, for whatever reason, has he done extra himself or has he got himself um, a little bit sharper by doing some different training? I don't know. I don't know what it is. But he did definitely look a lot different today. Uh, and he looked up. He looked on the front foot. Um, because players were going past him pretty easy or getting away from him pretty easy. And I just thought today he, he just looked the old, like the old Johnny uh, when, he, when he was playing. Because his last Premier League start came against Leicester in the game where Wolves were beaten 4-0. Now, Wolves were not terrible in that game. If, I mean, the scoreline makes it sound like they were, but Leicester pretty much had four efforts on goal and scored all four goals. But, he, you know, his only real involvement has been in cup matches. And clearly, you know, it takes a lot to come back from some pretty serious knee injuries. But it's it also hurts your pride and confidence as well. When, yeah. you, come, when you come into a side and you're... And, you, and look, as a player, you know yourself that you're struggling or you know there's something not right. And like when... You, and, and it's hard to take sometimes. Now, you either can do a couple of things. You can either think, hang on a minute, I need to do something that I've got to try and get myself back. Because he's still at a decent stage. And he's got to think, um, I can get myself back into this uh, by doing certain things to make myself a lot better. Or you can sulk or just go and just carry on and just go through the motions. Now, he looks like, and again, I know it's only today, but... It looks like he's he's thought about it and gone. Hang on a minute, I need to get myself sorted. I need to get myself right, uh, and not just physically, mentally as well. So, he, and it looks like because sometimes when you are not in a great frame of mind, that can affect that your sharpness. It can affect that you being a little bit off it, and maybe maybe he might have had a problem. But it looks like it looks like he's going on the right way again. And um, because it was brave, right, to to pick him ahead of Aynuri. I don't think anyone expected. Johnny to be in the starting lineup. Um, Diego Costa unfortunately got injured early on. Um, and obviously, wasn't really in the game up until that point. But we talk about effort and work rate and tenacity. That's what Costa gives you. And maybe, let's say, his presence in the squad has, has helped them in recent months. Yeah, I think. I mean, exactly what I said earlier. Really, I think the the contribution that he brings is not necessarily all on the pitch. And obviously we haven't seen a goal from him, but we, we've seen moments, haven't we? He impacted when he came on at Southampton and the goal came off the back of that. Um, but also the fact that he's, he, you know, he brings a lot off the pitch to the boys. I think he's a real character in the dressing room and I think they all bounce off him. He's yeah, a bit of a live wire around the training ground. So, you know, it's, it's, it's great, to, great to have a player like that with his experience also in there. I think there's just a lot of positivity. I think we've, not, we've got a really nice balance to our squad actually now when you look at it. And we spoke about the start of the season. We didn't have a lot to go off the bench. We've, we, yes, we've invested, but we've invested so that we have a, a real nice balance on that bench today between defenders, midfielders, attackers, players that can come on and impact a game. We, you know, many points we looked at the... Uh, check just watching Nathan Judas just trying to throw something, I think, at you, Mikey. Um, yeah, sometimes you just don't see whether people can actually come on and impact a game, but that that <laughs> that was definitely the, that definitely the case. And I think you know he he he, he hopefully will still contribute. And hopefully his injury is not too serious. Um, if there is one disappointing part of today or one question mark, Mateus Nunez. There was a lot of people contacted us pre-game 
saying they need he needs to start yep. producing what we hope to get him. We've spent an awful lot of money on this guy. We have. And, and look, we've saw glimpses about what he can do, but he's not doing it consistently. We saw him, I, I think there's about four or five passes in vital moments of the game that he, he, he lost the ball, give away position. And it wasn't that difficult to keep it. Now, if you've got a player there who's, okay, he, he likes running with the ball, he, he looks like he can go forward with the ball, but if he's doing that, and then he keeps passing the ball and giving it away, it's that end product thing again. And people will look at that and people will start to say, hang on a minute, we've paid 40-odd million pounds for this player and, it, and, it, and he's struggling to, in vital areas, he's struggling to pick anybody out. Uh, he's nearly got us in trouble at Liverpool, about three or four times at Liverpool. He had the ball on the edge of the box. And like, uh, again, I'm not going to blame him because somebody gave him the ball to start with. But when he's getting the ball there, he can't be losing it. And he got lucky a couple of times on there. I think the one where he had a run with it, he must have ricocheted about five times off players and he, he ended up getting at his feet. But there was one, the first one, where Liverpool have ended up having a chance. Somebody's given the ball. I think it was Kilman giving the ball in our 18-yard box. He's got he's to he's do a lot more. Sarabia as well for me. I think Sarabia's come in and, and big reputation, what he's got. They're not influencing the game like I thought they would be. I, I, w- I would defend Sarabia. I, th- I like... I. I genuinely, I, I, I've, I, I've seen glimpses what yeah, he can do. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Probably he's not been at the levels last two games that he was um, previously. But maybe there's an element of that in terms of his fitness because he's not yeah. played an awful lot. It's a different league coming in as well, isn't he? Yeah. Um, the point I guess, Claire, that I'd make about Mateus Nunez that clearly he's a very, very good footballer, very good footballer, and has real abilities. It, or it often takes. Sometimes it takes players time to settle in a new division a new speed of, of the play. Um, is there a question mark as to whether he now gets that automatic starting place? Because we saw Pedro Neto get through a good shift today, playing that more advanced where Nunez has been playing in, a, in supporting out wide of the front three or front four, wherever it's been. And obviously now there's Lamina and Neves as a two. So whichever way they go... Is Mateus the one that's now looking over his shoulder for the next game going, am I actually guaranteed a start now? Yeah, well, I think you kind of need that bit of pressure as well, don't you? Because today there wasn't a performance from him. And I think, we, we like you say, lots of people are looking for one because we know there's masses of talent there. We've, we've seen lots of glimpses enough to show that he can he can do so much. And when Lopetegui came in, I think it really ignited his Wolves career almost because it had been a little bit flat and not kind of lived up to expectations before that point. But... You know, he's a, he's a hell of a player. I just think that there's a bit of confusion for us. With, we're going with two in midfield, three in midfield. We, we're mixing it up week in, week out. Maybe he's not sure. I mean, I wonder what is the difference between where Lopetegui thinks is his best position and where Mateus Nunes thinks is his best position because sometimes that is can be two dif- very different things and their contributions. And you could see there was a little bit, like Tomo spotted earlier, the, a little bit of frustration between manager and player. And you could see that there was some sort of connection. And that might just be that today didn't come off. And sometimes as a player, things don't always go your way. But I think he's get, he, look, he looks like somebody that's a little bit frustrated and he's playing within himself slightly. And he's not contributing where he, he maybe could. So maybe a, maybe a week on the bench at Newcastle might... Um, ignite him, bring him pressure, bring him on as a sub, and and play him somewhere else, and and let's it, let's go from there. But he he, you know, he's a massive talent, so he's not somebody that we want to see out of the starting eleven, really. Um, Mateus Cunha came off the bench. Good to see him fit. Uh, we feared the worst when he went off at Fulham last Friday. He had a great chance that he was played in brilliantly 
uh, I think by Jimenez, and he he went to the near post um, and went in the side netting. Now, you two had slightly differing views on this in commentary because Tomo thinks he should have scored. but well, He's Claire, got it in the target. Claire, you thought the goalkeeper had dived, already kind of gone and meant the near post was the only place he could really go. Yeah, I think I don't know whether that actually changed his mind last minute. And I, I mean, he was wide from the goal. I do think you've got to hit the target. I mean, it's, you know, that, that's the first point. So Tom is exactly right with that one. But he was quite wide. Whether he saw at that last second his reaction, seeing the goalkeeper giving up his ground early and decides thinking, I'm going to switch it and go near post and just, just overcompensate slightly and, and pulls it into the net side netting. But... It was a massive opportunity, wasn't it? But the same as this is the same situation, isn't it? We're talking about. Wouldn't it have been great to see Jimenez score today? Wouldn't it have been great to see Cunha score today? We we need we need Cunha to go and get a goal to push on. We need Jimenez to get a goal because his performance today definitely deserved one. Yeah, so I, I just think that when we're looking at the goal there, he's got to at least make the keeper make a save. So look, what is he? What six yards out? I know he's just an angle. Don't get me wrong. But by hitting the target, he could rebound, he could ricochet out as, as the goal come from. Um, but if you hit the side net in, so look, he, should be, he should be at least making the keeper make a save. And so look, I know it was a tight angle and he was wide, but he's in. He's got to make the keeper make a save at some stage or whatever or hit the target because you never know what could happen. It could ricochet out uh, to somebody else or it could go past the keeper because he misreads it. So it's... I just think that they're the they're the things that get opportunities where we can actually cause teams problems. And we've got, because of our record in front of goal, just little things like that make a massive difference to what confidence and also as well, it's another stat for yourself and another shot on target. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking of you, Michael, thinking of you. Uh, I do like a stat, that is true. Um, so as things stand on the day when uh, Man City beat Newcastle, Arsenal... Came from 2-0 down to beat Bournemouth, 3-2. Villa beat Palace by a goal to nil. Brighton 4, West Ham nil. Chelsea 1, Leeds nil. And then, of course, Wolves 1. Spurs nil. Southampton Leicester playing in the Saturday evening game. Wolves up to 13th in the table. They have played a game more, and in some cases, two games more than some of those around them. But they've opened up a six-point gap on the bottom three, which is Southampton on 18 points, Bournemouth on t and Everton on 21. Then Leeds on 22, as Claire points out. I've got to come here in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, West Ham on 23, Leicester on 24, Forest on 25, Wolves and Palace on 27. Um, uh, it was just nice to look at the TV graphic a moment ago and Wolves not be in the bottom six. It's, it's, it's very nice, isn't it? So look... Uh, like I say, when, before we went into that break for the World Cup, you're thinking team bottom of the league, not looking great. But I tell you what, they've showed some spirit. The manager's got to take some credit for it as well, for what he's done um, by getting this team to believe in themselves again. Um, and they've got some results out of it. Look, the only way we were going to get away from that bottom uh, three of the, t the table was to put results together and to get some victories. Don't matter about I wasn't bothered about performance. I was just bothered about results at that stage. And I still am, because I say I still think that we we can still push on. We've got Newcastle next week, um, then Leeds here, uh, which should be two big, massive games. Is the pressure off going to Newcastle now? It's made it a little bit better. I yeah, think I think, uh, for me, I think uh, uh, in my head, I kind of wanted one win from the two. 
uh, I mean, a worst case scenario, a point of a point from each. But I think when you've now gone, this is a bit like going into that Bournemouth game, isn't it? Yeah. Now you've got the three points. You want to be a bit greedy and go and get another three. <laughs> but at least you want to keep start a bit of an unbeaten run going and and let's go and get a point at least. If you offered me a point against Newcastle now, I'd say yes. I'd say yes because I think that getting four points out of these two games. Um, again, I was disappointed at Liverpool, but to get four points out of these two games, I would take that because at the end of the day, it's all about just putting um, or adding to the tally what you've got and making sure that you get the right uh, results. And again, we've got to play better because uh, like Newcastle, I know Newcastle haven't been playing great um, for quite a few games now. Uh, struggled to score. Um, in recent games, so again, so look, I just think that there's an opportunity for us to go to Newcastle next week. A little bit of the pressure is lifted, okay, because I know we played an extra game, uh, which will make. But I'd rather have the points than, than the game at the minute. Yeah. Um, but again, it's it's just about making sure you make yourself hard to beat, and that's what it's going to be all about uh, in the next game. And then got Leeds here, which should be a great atmosphere, but also as well. I'm hoping that we can get that right, right result again. Uh, just confirm, Jimenez, man of the match? Yeah. Yeah, for me, all yeah. day. Fair enough. Um, I'll just leave you with this. Uh, 13th, if that's where we end up after all the games have been played this weekend, is the highest position Wolves have been in since the first game of the season, where we lost away at Leeds, but it was a narrow defeat, and the way the fixtures have gone. 1-0 up as well, weren't we, at Leeds? Yeah. Uh, but we ended up uh, finishing that day in 13th place, and we have not been as high since then. Oh, you're, you're sounding nice and jolly, <laughs> aren't you, Michael? Go for top 10 now. <laughs> there we Aiming go. Aiming for the top 10. Yeah, looking at the rest, the, the ones above us now. So can we get any? You're not looking down now, Michael. Not looking down. We'll see. There's a long <laughs> way to go, but we're feeling positive. Claire Hakeman, Andy Thompson, thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Everyone else for your company. We'll see you soon.